Hello everyone, it's another beautiful day today. This is Kike Moronkeji, that is Dr. Kike, and this is my second podcast. Way, I'm so excited. I think I'm beginning to get the hang of this. I'm just enjoying spending time with you guys and just talking about the different things that I've you know, understand, I've been through, I've um, got experience in, and hopefully some of the things I share will be able to make the journey a little bit smoother for some of you, or, you know, help some of you take shortcuts, if that is what you want to do. So from my last podcast, I said I was going to talk about how I got into my PhD. Now, if you are considering doing a PhD, I will give you one of the best advice that uh, someone gave me which was make sure it's in something that you're really passionate about something that you're really going to enjoy because it is a long haul it could take minimum three years if you're really really good you can do it in less time and if you're struggling it can take a lot longer so you've got to continually be motivated and one way to stay motivated is by doing something that you thoroughly enjoy So I'm just going to give you some practical tips on how I got started and what I did, how I found it and um, I hope you'll be able to help someone out there really. Um, So firstly I told you why I wanted to do a PhD. I'll just give you a quick recap. I wanted to do a PhD because I wanted to face my fears. Now it was always a fear of mine, can I commit? Am I going to be as uh, determined enough? Because I did mention that I struggled in my first um, degree, so um, I didn't do as well as I should have done. But when I was in my second degree, my masters, some of the principles that I then discovered, I applied and I saw good results. I did do very well. So um, I wasn't so concerned about would I do well or not? What I was concerned about, would I be able to stay motivated enough um, to do well? Because that should be the most important thing, to have the motivation to continue going, because you will face like some, you know, trials, you will face some difficult times, and you will have some enjoyable times as well. So it's being able to ride out the storm and still enjoy you know the moments because there'll be like some really good moments so those are the questions that I had to ask myself so what are the questions that you're going to ask yourself if this is the path that you do want to walk down firstly I wanted to confront my fear can I really do this okay because I always thought to myself a PhD is a long haul nah I don't want to even go down that route why should I be doing so much academics I just want to live my life work and you know just enjoy my life because it was a fear of mine because I had an issue um, during my first year I decided the best way is to confront this fear of can I really do it head on and as I said in my previous podcast I met other people that had done their PhDs and I was thinking to myself why am I limiting myself in this manner so that was the first thing the second thing that I that was a push towards doing a PhD, which was a big push, a massive push, was the fact that I was not as happy in my work environment. Not the people, the people were great. It was just the work in itself, because I had to ask myself a tough question. Can I see myself 
doing this in 20 years time? Can I see myself doing this in 10 years time? Is this really where I want to be? Is this how I want to progress through my engineering career? And the answer was no, I really don't enjoy this. I like the money, but I don't like the role. I don't like, well, I just did not enjoy it. It just wasn't me. It just wasn't fulfilling. That should be uh, what I should say. It wasn't as fulfilling for me. And because that wasn't as fulfilling for me, I started doing some soul searching and checking and checking. And so a PhD seemed to be the solution for me because it allowed that creativity in me. I know you might think, sciences engineering creative it is very creative the fact that people are designing components that you can use you know um in cars or equipment that high spec equipment that you can use in hospitals or finding some kind of um, antibiotics or some kind of drug that is able to fight a disease these are creative people it's just that they're very creative in a technical way so it was going to fulfill a need of mine which was it would allow me to be creative it would allow me to explore and it would also allow me to confront my fears challenging myself and learning something new because bear in mind doing a PhD means I'm going to go into a completely different environment yes I've done my first degree yes I've done my second degree but then I've been working so now I've been accustomed to the work environment which is totally different from the world of academia so it was going to be a lot of things all in one so that's why if this is the path you are considering ask yourself pertinent questions that are unique to you there's some questions that are like generic but questions that are pertinent to you as a person so once I had sort of decided that I was definitely going to do a PhD the next thing was how do I go about finding a PhD bear in mind I'm in work I don't know anyone in academia what's the best thing you do just go on Google so I went on Google and I started searching for PhDs now I live in the northwest of the UK and I didn't want to have to go to London or the outskirts of London or the south I didn't want to go to the south because then that would be an upheaval actually before I get to that point I must mention that I, I am married and I do have a family I then spoke to my husband about it because obviously a PhD is a commitment and there will be times that I will be busy so I needed to sort of like have their buy-in as well because it's going to change the dynamics of the family so it's always good to have your spouse partner support you and hubby was very fine you know he was like yeah sure and, and I said to him that you do know I, I am going to not be working so there might be that reduction in income all the other things and he was fine with it and I did say oh you do know there'll be moments that I'll be studying 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 he was fine with it anyway so that was good and yeah my my daughter at the time she was quite young and thankfully we completed it well I completed it in the end that was good yes so um back to what I was saying before the best way to find a PhD is obviously go into Google um, and narrow your searches are you going to do a PhD anywhere in the UK are you going to do it in Europe are you going to do it in another country these are questions that you have to ask yourself and the other thing that I wanted was I wanted a paid PhD that will come with a stipend and there are quite a lot out there and they vary um, from 14k 16k I even saw one that's 23k and bear in mind that these stipends are not taxed so whatever monies you get it's you know it's all yours um so I went online narrowed my search specifically to the northwest of the UK because I didn't want to completely uh, change our lifestyles because we'd have to move down south or we'd have to move wherever I just wanted to find something within a commutable distance and so I went on Google searched a lot of the universities within a radius that wasn't too far from me 
thing and I had quite a few interviews um, I met up with some potential supervisors um, so that was quite good and each meeting even though um, I didn't get the PhD or whatever each meeting just helped me hone my skills so that I became better and better at applying for PhDs so I would go directly on some website I will google PhDs Northwest or I just looked for universities around me as well and then just went on and went into engineering and just looked to see if they had any PhDs on offer. One of the things that I did for the PhD that I did get was I had to have a covering letter and I had to have an updated CV. It's very important that your CV is up to date, fill in any gaps, make sure that there are no lapses and if there is a lapse have good explanation for why a particular year or years are missing or what you were doing. It could be that you were traveling you know there's nothing wrong with having gaps in your cv it's just have a very good solid explanation um then i had to uh, write a cover letter why i wanted to do a phd and a cover letter is very important because what you're trying to achieve in the letter is you're trying to sell yourself as to why you're the best candidate to carry out the research in a specific area and remember that you're going to be up against other candidates who are also going to be selling themselves so it's good that you have a very strong position and one of the things that I find works for me is I read through what the project was about and I try to understand it and also I try to put myself in that position of being able to be related to so what do I mean by that the PhD that I did was to do with a new technology that I hope will be commercialized and that new technology it will help in terms of fluid removal from patients one of the things that my relative my very dear cousin uh, may so rest in peace now he's passed away he he had like some kidney problems and he was going to be needing dialysis and so this project happened to be um, a research into looking at an alternative way of extracting fluid from the body that mimics the way the body naturally gets rid of waste through sweating uh, and that sort of thing and I was very excited about it because I thought oh my gosh you know this be an opportunity for my cousin you know it could benefit him it could benefit thousands millions of people like so I made sure that that came across in my cover letter so that they could see the personal connection that this project would mean more to me than just a PhD because you have to have that motivation in order to see it to the end and so I wasn't surprised that I did get the interview and that was one of the points that I sold during you know the, the interview for that PhD and I got it which was really 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 fantastic so I was quite delighted about that and if you're fortunate enough that you, you do have if you do know people who are already doing a PhD, then start to make them your friend so that you can have like a support network. Now that wasn't something that I was able to do because remember my lifestyle is totally different from a lot of the people doing PhDs in that um, quite a few of the people are either single or they're young or you know um, they're married but they may not have families or even if they did have families uh, um, it was either the husband you know and it's not that it's a negative thing that the husband's doing it but most times in families you know it's usually the mothers that are usually you know in charge of the childcare. so in my instance I was having to look after my daughter um, so a lot of social events and networking opportunities I really didn't capitalize on that and I should have done so um, that's something that I could have done better um, to 
find ways of building that um, network so that if there are discussions so that if there are new things to learn um, or not even new things to learn but just to have a better support network just to have someone that you can just talk to let off steam because you will have moments where you do need to let off steam so that's something that I could have improved upon so I would also encourage that you try and build a network bear in mind that it may not always work because PhD students can be quite selfish and self-centered with their time and that is a fantastic trait to have because you need to be selfish with your time because the world of research is huge and remember there are over six billion people on planet earth so just because you have an idea doesn't mean that the idea is exclusive to you so if you're wasting time on your research you could come to the end of it and realize that someone's already done it and that can just make your whole years of sacrifice just seem like a waste because your PhD has got to be novel it's got to be a unique contribution to the scientific community so that's why it's important that PhD students are so selfish with their time so sometimes you may not be able to connect in that way in a social manner but if you are able to uh, connect in that way take advantage of it because it does help every little helps and yes also just have a blast yes life is serious but it shouldn't be that serious that you just lose sight of the fact that you're human so yes you're doing something that's very intense something that's very technical something that's very demanding you're going to read lots of journals you're going to know different ones you're going to know the high impact ones the the not so high impact ones you just got it's going to be a steep learning curve and you're going to be left on your own most of the time but have fun and also remember that whilst you're doing this phd build relations with the people that you meet that may work in a lab a cleaner you know just all these people don't don't you know overlook them don't look down on them don't ignore them because they could come in for you they can come in speak to them come christmas time get them a box of chocolates and a card just saying thank you for all your work you know just appreciate people and you will be amazed at how they will come through for you in your time of need the countless amount of times that i have you know needed help and they have just been they were just so helpful i mean there were like some other you know technicians that i was i didn't really appreciate um going to ask them for help because it was just an intimidating atmosphere but the others were brilliant and i i I got on so well with so many of them and you know they came through for me in so many ways if i needed something urgently if i needed a modification to my setup you know they were there you know slugging it with me so make sure you get to know the people all the people that are around you all the people in your phd chain from the person that opens you know uh the security person to the cleaner to the technician you know to the person that even um that works in admin the admin office you know make sure you get to know all these people and you're polite you're nice you chat with them because it's people just want to you know we're human at the end of the day and we need that human connection and it's not all well and good for you to just be in your own world in your own bubble and think it's only just about you you've got to sometimes come out of that bubble and realize that oh there is a world out there and there are people that have their own day-to-day lives so it's just good to just you know have a chat you know have a coffee you know or whatever just have a chat just get to know people and when they get to know you they would be all out to help you and you need all the help that you can get so um i'm coming to the end of the podcast now and i think that the next podcast i will just talk about how to successfully um achieve and complete a phd and i think i will end the series on sort of career so i can move on to something else because i just don't want you thinking that my podcast is only about (laughs) um studies and academia no it's going to be about other things but i just thought i just start off at this point i don't know why i start off at this point but um yeah i just thought i start off with you know um, a 
little bit about my personal interest in, in, in that sort of thing and where I am right now um, and hopefully I'll talk more about what I'm looking to do what I'm looking to achieve so in conclusion I hope that someone has benefited from this and I look forward to spending time again with you next week